listening. God wants to transform your life. And there is liberty in the Word. This program offers inspiration that will transform your life. And as you listen to this program, let us know how it has blessed you by emailing us at wordoflife70 at yahoo.com. Also, you can go on genehilministries.com to listen to other podcasts and also order yourself a book. Today, we are going to talk about being in the right frame of mind. Being in the right frame of mind. And I'll be coming from uh, James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. To persecute Jewish believers scattered among the pagan people, James gave the surprise advice. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face your trials of of many kinds. Trials should come Trials should be faced with the attitude of joy. That's why I named this being in the right frame of mind. Trials should not be as seen as a punishment, a curse, or a calamity, but something that must prompt rejoicing. Furthermore, they should produce pure joy. All joy, or i.e. joy that is full or a mix, not just some joy coupled with much grief. Though James' command was direct and forceful, he did not preach at his audience. He identified with them. He addressed them warmly as my brothers. This mode of address is characteristic of the epistle. He used this familiar form no less than 15 times. James' direct commands are coupled with deep compassion. It is important to note that James did not say that a believer should be joyous with the trials. But in the trials, the verb translated faith might more literally be expressed as fall into the Greek word perpetuate, much as the poor man fell among the robbers. In Luke 10.30, then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and departed him, leaving him half dead. The trials of many kinds 
Parathamos and Piculos were also referred to by Peter to use the same Greek words though in reverse order. In Peter 1.6 In this you greatly rejoice though not for having a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials. When surrounded by these trials, one should respond with joy. Most people count it all joy when they escape trials. James said, the Apostle James said, to count it all joy in the midst of your trials. I always say to people, what are you doing in the midst of your trial? Are you complaining, moaning, groaning? Or are you going to see the positive side of it? Because there's victory on the other side. All you have to do is get through it. And the best thing to do is to pray, ask God to help, give you strength, praise his name anyway because he's worthy amen in this great greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you have been grieved by various trials in 1 Peter 1 6 in verse 8 whom have not seen you love though not you do not see him Yet, believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. 1 Peter 1.8 It is clear, then, the reference here is to external trials, or tests, or stanima. Whereas later in the same chapter of James, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, but God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. James 1.13 The verb form, verzomai, of that noun is used to speak of inner temptations or solicitations to sin. Obviously, the question arises, how can a person find joy in trials. Number two, advantages of trials. Let's go to James 1, 3, and 4. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Christians can face trials 
with joy because they are rich advantages from these testimonies. Trials rightly taken produce the certain quality of endurance. I tell people all the time that I thank God for my trials and tribulations because at the time, at, at the time it might have been difficult but I knew that if I could just get through it, my joy would come in the morning. And at the same time, I know that God is shaping me. He's helping me with my character, building it up, building up my faith. Because joy comes in the morning, like I said. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Can Christians face trials with joy because they are rich advantages for these, these, these testings? Trials rightly taken produce the certain quality of endurance. There is no new revelation. It is simple. A reminder, James wrote, because you know, literally, no one through experience, Jean Cornos, the Greek word, everyone has experienced both the pain of the problems and the insurance profits of persistence. That there's another key word, persistence, endurance, and having persistence is key, important. Everyone has experienced both the pain and the problems, and ensuing profit of persistence. There is no gain in endurance without some investment in trials. You have, we have, we all have to go through. It is true. It's the true part or approved portion of faith that produces perseverance. The testing refers to approval than to proving. The word, the word kumluno applies, appears only here and in 1 Peter 1, 7. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that persists through its test by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Faith is like gold. It stands in the test of fire. Without this approval standard of faith, trials would not yield perseverance. There would only be ashes. True faith like pure gold endures no matter how hot the fire. Praise God. True faith, therefore, develops or becomes literally works. Perseverance or staying power. The noun perseverance means steadfastness or endurance in the face of difficulties. Can you face your difficulties? Do you have the strength to do that? 
Perseverance is only the beginning of benefits. There are more advantages to trials. Perseverance must finish its work. Just as tested and true faith works to produce perseverance. So perseverance must be allowed to continue its perfect work to produce the ultimate byproduct of maturity and spiritual fulfillment. This, of course, is the lofty goal that serves as this epistle's unifying theme. James' main point was to show how to achieve spiritual maturity. Two words describe the goal, mature and complete. Mature, Greek word, often translates perfect or finished. It's coupled with complete. Lokiro or holos means whole and laros means part to give the idea of perfect all over or fully developed in every part. Trials can be faced with joy because infused with faith Perseverance results, and if perseverance goes full term, it will develop a thoroughly mature Christian who lacks nothing. He will indeed be all God wants him to be. James' argument may seem logical, but it is still difficult to see how trials can be well welcomed with an attitude of joy. Where does one turn for help to understand this paradox? God bless you. Thank you for listening to the word today. We will finish this on next week. I thank you for listening today. And I look forward to meeting you again next week for more liberty in the word. Lord, I pray that your people were blessed. Father, that they they will learn to do the right thing when they're going through, Father, when they have their trials and where they have their tribulations. Lord, that they will learn, Father, to build on perseverance and being persistent to get through the storm. Because storms come and go, but this too shall pass. Help them, Father, to stand on your word and not their intellect nor their flesh. Help them to crucify the flesh, Father. Help them to mortify the deeds of the flesh so we can walk in fullness of you. We give you all the praise and glory. Thank you for the lost, Father. We pray that you touch them, Father. That you will send forth ministering angels, Father, to minister to their every need, God. Open their eyes and see, Father, that you are the living Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.